Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, we soldier on. A great day for talk radio. There's a lot to address, some of which uh, we've just broached off the top briefly. We'll get back into it with our panel after 520 and topics worthy of discussion. We'll also find out uh, how you might feel about Justin Trudeau's proposal for uh, the banks to give up your personal information, name, uh, address, transactions, your credit score, all the rest of it uh, is part and parcel of a data dump that he thinks the government ought to have their hands on to the tune of 500,000 Canadians annually. After 5 o'clock, we'll talk to David Shipley. He's the CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity expert. However, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, security of another type. Uh, You know, the police serve, protect, and on occasion, uh, they can mess up. So what happens in that event? There was a story of a constable, Anita Watton, who's facing disciplinary charges under the Police Services Act for excessive use of force, apparently in apprehending somebody uh, who was alleged to have been uh, driving drunk. Uh, The individual got out of the car and started walking away. So the story goes, and the Toronto Star's got uh, video evidence uh, of the shooting. She uh, discharged her firearm in his general direction, March 29, 2017. So what does it say? Uh, There's a call for the SIU to investigate these incidents. However, since the uh, discharge did not hit anybody, it's kind of like no harm, no foul. Although the uh, Police Services Act uh, has been used to uh, discipline the officer in charge. I wanted to put this, amongst other things, to Mike McCormick, the president of the Toronto Police Association. Mike, how are you this afternoon? I'm great, John. Even though I'm on your show, I'm still great. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I know this can compromise your dignity and integrity. Yeah, I'm putting my headgear on as we speak right now. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah, and, and the visor, too, and uh, do up you your chin strap. Everything, everything, brother. You better believe it with you. Go ahead. Let me ask you, because this case of uh, Constable Anita Watton, uh, mm. did I about have it right that she had apprehended a guy under suspicion of drunk driving, and when yeah. a buddy got out of the car, she discharged yeah. her firearm? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, as you so often do, you put it in a very, uh, you know, uh, succinct and narrow uh, way of looking at it. But, it, it, you know, John, it's, it's a broader interaction. I don't know if you've seen the video online. I have not, no. The video. And the video, it's not just, you know, and, and this is the, 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 the difficulty around it. It's not like she just pulled over this guy for impaired and he was walking away, which he shouldn't do in the first place, and she fires around off it that's not what that what happened here um i'm there is an interaction between and again this is before the tribunal so i won't get too much into the details but there was an interaction between her and this uh male prior to uh him running away and then when she finally catches up to him and you can see in the video and i'm just commenting on the video uh you can see how he starts approaching her and coming at her actually and she started backing away so you know she's you know dealt with it um she's before the tribunal because of her actions we did, did a uh independent investigation with our professional standards um they found that she did use excessive force in that occasion so it's been dealt with 
Um, and this is an officer who has experienced severe trauma work-related, who has been uh, getting treatment for that uh, work-related incident, and she's been off on leave. So it's not like anybody's avoiding it or not accepting responsibility uh, this officer has. And there's all these other factors, as you well know, around an incident like this that have to be taken into effect. So, you know, for the Toronto Star or some lawyer in the Star to be saying, oh, we need action and we need the SIU. No, there was a thorough investigation. Uh, this officer is before the tribunal and uh, she's dealing with those issues. But she did discharge her firearm. Yes, she did. You should. Single shot, more? Single shot single shot and uh, you know never struck uh the the mail but again you know this is an officer who was involved in a, a previous incident uh where there was a, a man with a knife who uh was involved in taking a hostage and confronting this officer which ended up in a, a fatality uh so i mean you know and this uh traffic stop or this impaired was in the same location so there's a lot of other factors going on like i said uh, she has uh, experienced trauma, uh, work-related, uh, and, uh, you know, dealing with uh, the results of that trauma or, or having uh, the impacts of that trauma. All right. Well, okay. Uh, in effect, you're trying to justify or at least to uh, leave open the possibility she was justified in doing what she did. No, not like, and she, she's before the tribunal, and that's up to the tribunal to justify. And they've said, okay, that there was excessive force. So all I'm saying, John, is that this thing has been thoroughly investigated, the officer is accountable for their actions to report the tribunal. So this whole notion that we need the SIU, uh, that the SIU would add another layer of transparency and accountability has no holds no water at all. That's all I'm saying. She, she's, uh, her actions, uh, she's uh, brought her before the tribunal. There, and that's where it'll be examined within the totality of all the, uh, everything involved uh, and all the evidence around that, including her experience and what really happened in this incident. And she, like I said, she's accepted full responsibility for that. Well, how independent is the tribunal? Well, the tribunal is independent. Uh, and again, this is not an issue where, you know, the officer is denying it or, or saying, you know, this didn't happen. This is where they're saying, okay, let's look at it. it as I said, John, in the totality of with everything that's gone on, uh, her pre the trauma that she's uh, got treatment for, and then look at that and then decide what the proper outcome is. The thing is with the tribunal is the accountability and transparency is there. And as I go back to like this, whole, oh, well, we need the SIU. Like, crap, you don't need the SIU. Well, the, the point is the SIU is considered to be arm's length. And so if they investigate, as a matter of fact, uh, the police oversight uh, review was conducted by Ontario Court of Appeal Justice Michael Tulloch, and even he recommended the SIU their mandate be expanded to include all firearm discharges, whether or not anybody's injured or killed. Yeah, and again, I, I disagree with that. I don't see a need for, for that at all. The SAU has a clear mandate that we have been dealing with for years where where there's uh, serious or, or grievous injury, uh, bodily harm, um, or death. That's the mandate that they should be in, and that's what we agree that that's when SIU should be invoked. The fact that, you know, every time a police officer discharges a firearm, uh, that that now should be under the scope of the SAU. I disagree with. I think that uh, it's a waste of the SAU's time. I think that the the layer of 
what we have as far as accountability and transparency by having our, our own internal affairs do an investigation. I, I don't see a need for a waste of taxpayers' money or that it would add any other lens of accountability or transparency to the process. And yet, you know, I cite again the Ontario Court of Appeal Justice Michael Tulloch saying, you know, if a police officer discharges a firearm, even if it misses, it could constitute attempted murder. Well, again, you know, when we look at that with the lens, with the the investigation, um, you know, the investigation is uh, around, could there be a possible criminal uh, charge there? And our PRS look at that with that. And again, expanding the SIU mandate to go beyond the grievous bodily harm uh, or death definition, uh, we don't see a need for it. We don't see it as a valuable use of those resources of the SIU and and using that type of investigation. So I'm going to go back and and with all due respect to Justice Tulloch, we feel quite differently about that. With Mike McCormick, he's the head of the Toronto Police Association. We'll follow this one closely, see what the outcome is. But here's another story that's made the news. This was something that uh, apparently uh, there was a secret police memo. Again, I guess the Star got a hold of it, where it says this courthouse that's being built at Armory near Dundas, about a billion-dollar project, uh, when it comes to fruition, there's going to be... It's a super courthouse, and uh, it will house all these levels of courts that uh, would involve you know, some of the worst criminals coming in and out uh, at all times of the day, and uh, this could set up logistical problems. As a matter of fact, we had our own legal expert, uh, Joseph Newberger, on with us yesterday. He says, as a lawyer, he has concerns, and then I'll get your comment, but uh, let's listen to what he had to say to me yesterday. You are creating a, a real distinct risk about rival gangs and potential violence, and you're putting a very serious undue pressure on Toronto police to be ahead of and have intel and high security in this area because you've got the Toronto Courthouse, the Superior Court, the Court of Appeal, all in steps of each other. Again, that was our legal analyst, Joe Newberger. Uh, would you agree with his assessment? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with Joe. Like, you know, and, and he hit the nail on the head. And, you know, when we refer to Super Courthouse, we're referring to it as in size, not in concept. It's not a Super Courthouse. It's actually not a great idea. Um, we voiced our concerns. We have a meeting with the province coming up to uh, continue to advocate for our concerns. And, and, and you know, uh, John, we, we've seen this in the past, and, and we, we've seen an explosion over the last four or five years in gang behavior shootings. We're talking about this, I don't know how many times I've been on your show, talking about the number of shootings, the increase in violence, and now we're talking about putting... You know, I hate the term super courthouse, but a, a huge courthouse in, in downtown Toronto where, you know, we're going to have all the uh, gang members, everybody attending, rival gangs. Uh, and they're going to know when they're going to be there. They're going to know when each other are going to be there. And it is a security risk, uh, risk to um, our members, to the public. And it's going to be really difficult uh, for us to police it. And again, you know, we're talking to about a service, and as Joe said, uh, you know, that's going to be difficult enough for Toronto Police to police that. But we're already talking a service that is under resourced, and now here's another uh, layer of uh, demand being put on us. And I'd like to know where we're going to get the uh, personnel to ensure the safety of the public, the judiciary, and our officers and civilians. Finally, I've got to ask, just dialing it back to the previous story, in the case of Constable Anita Watton, any chance that that would be found to be a firing offense? 
Uh, again, you know, it, it could be the excessive use of force. She could lose anything from hours to, uh, you know, uh, pay, and she could be dismissed over that. But, you know, again, the, the whole thing is what we have to do is to make sure we're transparent and accountable. And uh, I, I go back that, you know, here we find this officer who is before the tribunal, and we think that is the uh, correct uh, investigative process uh, and uh, process to deal with this officer's behavior. Uh, I don't, again, John, see any need for the SIU to have an expanded mandate to deal with this type of stuff. All right. We'll let you go on that. I appreciate your time as always, Mike. Thanks, John. Take care. And you, Mike McCormick, again, president of the Toronto Police Association. Well, it was a firing offense, fired her weapon, uh, didn't hit the guy, but still. Uh, so you've, I guess it's predictable. You know, McCormick is going to defend his members, but uh, the SIU, perhaps they do have a mandate uh, that should be expanded.